leave a subject with you today, it would be the journey. And this is one of those sermons that I need everyone, I need everyone under the sound of my voice to hear and to listen to from the youngest to the oldest. You hear what I said? Kind of punch your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, lend your ears unto the Lord. All right? Amen. Praise God. First of all, I'd like to give honor to God who is the, the head of our lives and our, the Savior of our souls. And, amen. I give honor to the ecclesia, the, the church of God, for you being here, amen, with you being in the press to get to God. Hallelujah. There again, I said, this is my first time preaching all year, so last time I preached was uh, Christmas. So y'all kind of, I got what? I got five pages on y'all. <laughs> it ain't going to be that bad. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. Amen, praise God. I was seeking God about uh, what to say to his children. It ain't going to be that bad. <laughs> but I was, seeking, I was seeking God about what to say to his children, what to say to his sheep. And I told my wife, I said that, uh, you know, I said, I'm seeking God. I want to say something to them that's from the bottom of my heart. Every, every one of you. Every one of you. Sometimes God will let us experience some things in order that we can minister to others. Well, Merrill Jr. called me on the other week when he got off work. And he said, he said, I, I want to spend some time with my daddy. I said, all right. So we decided that we would go over to Cheddar's, and we sat down. And, and as we sat down in Cheddar's, amen, there was a man and his wife that came in. And I've been looking for this man, amen, for the past five years. And I could never get in touch with him. And he came into the place. And mind you that I still don't have a sermon. He came into the place, and I told young Mary, I said, I said, there he is. I, I got to talk to him. I can't let him get away. And we, we, we made contact, and we stood outside, and we talked for a while, talking about the goodness of Jesus. Then he said something to me. He said, oh, this has been a journey. This has been a journey. If you were to look back in your mind five years ago, five years ago there were people that started out on the journey, and they're gone right now. You hear what I said? But it's been a journey. Amen, praise God. I, I, I begin to look at some things. And I begin to look at things real closely. And that's what I need you guys to do. I know the children can't do it. They don't have the experience to do it the way that we as elder adults know how to do it. But I need you to begin to look at some things. Praise God and understand that things just don't happen to you. Did you hear what I said? You think of a situation that you're in. 
situations that you've gone through, they didn't just happen. Whether or not God, whether or not God is uh, uh, controlling uh, the, the star, whether or not he is preventing the banks from overflowing with water, and whether or not he's preventing you from being in a head-on crash, he is in control. Did you hear what I said? We seem to think, we seem to think that things just happened. It was a coincidence. It's no coincidence. Sister Davis, it's no coincidence that you're here. Hear what I said. Do you all know the, 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 the poem Footprints in the Sand? Y'all know how many of y'all know it? Lift your hands up. Y'all know footprints in the sand. All right. What I'm getting ready to do, Pastor Luke, is I'm getting ready to do a CSI on it. Y'all hear me, right? I'm getting ready to do a CSI on footprints in the sand. What do you mean, Pastor CSI? I'm getting ready to do a crime scene investigation. Y'all hear me, right? Now, y'all know, y'all a lot of y'all, y'all uh, not so, not old as I am, but we used to watch the cowboy pictures. And you had the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Lone Ranger was an expert at getting the bad guy. Tonto was the expert at tracking them down. He could look at a footprint. Did you hear what I said? What I'm trying to tell you is that before the day is out, before the sermon is over, we're going to be able to look at a footprint and tell you where you are. Did you hear what I said? Footprints in the sand. It says one night a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to him, and the other belonging to the Lord. I need you all to follow me. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. And he noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest time in his life. And this really bothered and he questioned the Lord about it. He says, Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand. He says, why when I needed you the most, you would leave me? And it says, and the Lord replied, my son, my 
precious child. I love you. And I would never leave you. During, the, during your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. It was then that I carried you. See, when I, when, I, when I looked at this, when I looked at the picture, Pastor Lucas, I was saying to myself, what do I, what do I really see? You know how the, the experts do on the crime scene investigation. Some people can see things that others can't see. So what do I really, what do we really, really see from that particular picture? First of all, the footprints were on a beach. Am I right? They were on a beach. And that lets me know that they were going somewhere. But then if you look far off into the corner, Sister Marlena, there's a dawning. We don't know whether or not the sun was coming up or the sun was going down. But our assumption would be that the sun was going down. And so what I did was I looked again, I looked again at the picture. And what I did was I, I, I said, what can this really tell me? What can these footprints really tell me? I can look at the size of the footprints. And it'll tell me whether or not this was a child. Do you hear what I said? I can look at the footprints at the beginning of the journey, journey and tell how long that child has been on that journey. Because what's going to happen is the footprints are going to start out real small. Then what's going to happen? They're going to get bigger along the way. See, what I can do is I can tell whether or not those footprints, from that footprint, whether or not, amen, there was a walking away. Y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. I can look at it and tell whether or not there's a distance between, amen, the footprints of the adult and the footprints of the child. I can tell whether or not they're walking stride and stride. Y'all ain't following me yet. See, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about our Christian journey. See, sometimes in life we, we, we run into things. Y'all hear me, right? We run into things. We run into circumstances. And sometimes we put God, uh, we, we, we put God on the sideline. I can look at the footprints, and I know that there were two sets of footprints. And I can tell whether or not there were other footprints that came in along the way that kind of, which is a broader distraction. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? This is a crime scene investigation. I can tell a whole lot from our footprints. A whole lot. Amen. Praise God. I can look at the footprints and see whether or not they stayed there with the Lord. 
or whether or not they fell away. And there again, I looked at the closeness of the footprints. I told my wife, amen, I began to, I began to look at my own life. You hear me, right? I don't know, y'all might not be related, related to this. Amen, praise God, when I was walking strive of strive with the Lord. And then when the enemy came, amen, and kind of pulled things away. You can look at the footprints in the sand and tell it. I'm talking about relationships. Am I right? Now, if, if you don't believe that it'll happen, if you would, turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 26. Chapter 26 and verse 36. you have it, would you say amen? Matthew 26 and chapter 36 says, Then cometh Jesus with them, talking about the disciples, unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter, and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul, my soul, is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. He says, Wait ye here and watch with me. You know, beloved, it would be good if everybody was walking stride and stride, but everybody's not walking stride and stride. Uh, everybody can't go where everybody can't go where God is sending you. Did you hear what I said? Everybody cannot go where God is sending you. There are two footprints in the sand, two sets in the sand. And when you try to drag along that other one, they're going to either pull you back or they're going to push you forward. Do you hear what I said? You see, I thought about this thing and, and, and I got I to gotta mess with my family a little bit. Is that all right? See, you all have no idea where we come from. Some of you do, but some of you don't. You hear me? Praise God, I look at Marlena back there. And Marlena can tell you, and I look at Lamero and, 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 and Marquise and Maurice. Amen, the, the children of Sister Johnson. Y'all, we come from a place where we had to clean the building out in order for us to have church in it. 
And the building that we were in was a place where they made, was it, what do you call them? Vaults. They made, made vaults for graves. When you all, when you all had to go to the bathroom, where did you go? What'd you say? You had to go outside so you know I ain't lying. Or either you get the children and take them up and put them in the car and hope they hold it till they get to the bathroom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But what I'm trying to tell you is that these small footprints that you all made along the way have turned into large footprints. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You ain't two and three years old no more. And see, see, mama and daddy, amen, I heard Pastor Lucas say, I got an MRI tomorrow. I need you to pray. Mara asked me this morning, he said, how you feeling, daddy? It ain't going too good. Because the swordsmen and the warriors are getting old. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm trying to tell you. You hearing what I'm saying? See, you find Jesus. Jesus is there in Gethsemane. And what he's finding is he's taken, amen, his disciples. And what he did was he picked, amen, three of his best men. The ones that are more likely to be able to walk with him so that the footprints will stay at the same pace. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? He picked Peter, James, and John. These were the same ones that he took to the Mount of Transfiguration. These were the ones that he could reveal to them about himself. And the Bible says that Jesus went off to pay to pray, Paulette. And when he went off to pray, he came back. And the Bible says that they were asleep. You see, you got to understand, you got to understand that, amen, amen, uh, 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 when you play the drums and when you play the organ, amen, praise God, when we come into the house of God, it is urgent for me to praise God. It's urgent for me to come into the house of God and give him the glory and give him the praise, Sister Rosina. It's urgent to me because, see, I'm 59 years old now. You hear what I'm saying? And I don't feel like I used to feel. And, amen, I see the dawning of the day just up ahead. See, y'all don't see it like I see it because, what? because you're younger and your steps are still strong. Y'all don't worry about that kind of stuff. I mean, we come in and we can, we can give God just anything. I can't do it that. I can't do it that way. Because the journey is almost over. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Beloved, it ends for everybody. Jesus went and he saw them sleeping. And he went back off and prayed again. And when he came back to pray the second time, he said some things to God. Then he came back and went to them. What? They were still asleep. 
the urgency was not there because the journey is longer. Are you all understanding me? And the Bible says that, what did he do? He went back a third time and prayed. And when he went back the third time, he came back to them and they what? They were still asleep. He said, yes, the spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. See, there's something. The spirit of God is moving. The spirit of God is working on something. He has a plan for us. And he's working that plan out for us. There's a chapter for every one of you in this book. I heard a man say the other day, amen, he, he said that in the Library of Congress, there are 38 million books. And there's only one that lives. And there's only one that gives life. Out of 38 million volumes of books. What I'm trying to tell you, beloved, is that you cannot afford to miss this book. There's something about you, daughter, that's in this book. Brother, there's something about you that's in this book. Did you hear what I'm saying? Amen. Praise God. I was looking, I was looking at uh, something on the internet. They were talking about uh, the 25 funniest epitaphs. Boy, they had some stuff on them gray stone. One man had on there, here lies so-and-so, poisoned by his wife. Did you hear what I said? But I don't want it to read that way for me. <laughs> I, I hope and pray, amen, that if I leave a secret note, herein lies Merrill that loved God with all of his heart. He loved his family. He loved his wife. Is that all right? Amen. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Is that all right? Amen. Sister, Sister Ross, come in for one second. I might as well get her while I got her going. I'm going to go on and get her. <laughs> come in for one second. Yeah. See, beloved, I can, I can tell you this much, that amen, that that these, that these footprints in the sand, amen, the ones that you see are walking stride for stride. Amen. When, 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 when you see trouble come, you don't see them get off to the left. You don't see them get off to the right. If, if trouble comes for me, it comes for her. And if it comes for her, it comes for me. You understand? Amen. This is a journey. This is a journey. Don't need nobody pulling. You understand what I'm saying? This thing here, this thing is something else. Read the story. Read the story in the book. Praise God. The journey is so, 
This journey is so important that Jesus said that he would walk it for us. You look at footprints in the sand. What did he say? He said, when things got hard, when, 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 when the doctor says that it's cancer, and when the doctor says that it's diabetes, when the doctor says it's a heart attack, it was then that Jesus picked us up. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, amen, that I was, I was wounded for your transgressions. Did you hear what I'm saying? And with his stripes we are healed. It was then, amen, that he picked us up and carried us home. Amen. I was watching, I was watching Batman and uh, uh, Superman the other day. And I, I watched something. I watched how, amen, I need somebody small. Come here. Yeah, he ain't going to act right. And what happened was they had, they had Superman's mother, the bad guys did. And there was an explosion. And what happened when they had the explosion, what, what Batman did was he took Superman's mother so that he absorbed all of the fire, thank you, dear, all of the fire from the explosion. That's how footprints is. Do you, do you understand? See, you, you, you ain't going to understand. How old are you, Sister Paulette? 28. You ain't going to understand it right now. How do you, my man? Patrick? 15. You won't understand. Mr. Kisa, you understand it a little bit with me? Billy Graham says, when he was 99 years old, Billy Graham says, I'm closer to home now. He wrote a book about it. He says, I'm closer to home. We have, a, we have a verse in the Bible that the body of Christ continually misquote. And what we've done with our smart selves a lot of times is we take, we take two scriptures and put them, in, put them together. And they'll sound like it's, it's biblical, but it's not. Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 says, uh, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Now, this is where we throw off it. We get off. What'd you say? But to them that endure to the end, that ain't what it says. That's not what it says. Solomon the preacher said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. He says, but time, but time and chance happeneth to them all. That's what he says. And what he's saying is, you got just as good a chance as I got. And I got just as good a chance as you got. You hear what I'm saying? So what I'm telling you is to run this race with patience. 
Paul said over in 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, it's know ye not that they which run in a race run all. Don't run halfway. We got to run this thing out to the end. Uh, 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 there's some things that we're going to run into in life, but we got to run it out to the end. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's some obstructions that we're going to run into. Body not feeling good, but what? We got to run it to the end. Glory to God. He says, uh, but one, but one. Now, isn't it so great that one don't have to be just the one to get the prize? He says, now, when you run in a race, only one wins. But in this race that you're in with God, you all can win. There's a crown of life for every last one of you, if you so choose it. But if you so choose to walk away from the footsteps that are in the sand. And when I say the footsteps in the sand, what am I talking about, preacher? I'm talking about, amen, that relationship with God. Now, there are going to be some things in your life that you're going to go through. Amen. There's some things that are set aside for you to go through at a certain age and a certain time in your life. Amen. And, 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 and just like I was telling you, I can tell you whether or not from the footprints in the sand, whether or not you stayed in relationship with God. Because the footsteps are going to stay the same. They're going to stay in stride with God. And what I'm telling you is I'm saying that on Sunday morning when it's time to come to church and when it's time to assemble yourselves together, get up and come on. Did you hear what I said? Get up and come on. When it's time, amen, for for Bible study to come in, and amen, and the people of God sit down and study the word of God. Amen. Get up and come on. I can tell from your footprints. Y'all looking at me funny now. Can I tell, Pastor? I can tell from the footprints. Jesus can tell from the footprints. You hear me, right? Hebrews, amen, 4 and 12 says that the word of God is quick. When the Bible says that the word of God is quick, he's talking about his life giving. It quickens what's dead. It gives life to what's dead. You want a good marriage? Put the word of God in your marriage. You hear me? You put the word of God in your marriage and see won't life come to your marriage. The word of God is quick. If you go to your job and amen, you begin to tell the people about God. I ain't say get fired. But tell the people about God and see what the Lord will do. He will quicken that job. You hear me, right? Speak life to your body. He'll quicken the body. But, beloved, don't fool yourselves. Don't fool yourselves. We're all on a journey. There's a, what did I tell y'all the other week? I said we're nothing but storytellers. Right? Normally, a good storyteller give you a beginning, they give you a middle, and they give you an ending. Isn't that right? Do you not think that, amen, these small footprints, you don't think that they are the beginning. Sometimes they stop abruptly along the way. You don't hear me, do you? Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying.
I want you to, I want you to understand that the Lord is going to lead you all the way. All right? If you so desire. But there are going to be some things along this way that you're going to run into that everybody else ran into. What did Solomon say? There's nothing new under the sun. You know what he said? They got a thing out now in Lomero. They said, I can tell. They can tell from your genetics which, uh, what kind of food you need to eat. Because what? Because your mom and dad had the same ailment. Am I right? They can tell what sicknesses to get you. Why? Because mom and dad had the same ailment. There's nothing new under the sun. I'm getting ready to close. I will give you this. I know you all have heard the story many times about the, the servants that had the talents. Well, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that had three servants. He says, unto one man he gave one talent. To the other man he gave two talents. And unto the other man he gave five talents. And it says, and that man went off onto a long journey. Y'all hear what I said, right? What I'm talking about, that, that long journey is what life. Now you got those talents in your hand. And you're walking through life. Now you're on the beach. And you're walking through life with those talents. And it says, and lo and behold, the man came back. The master came back, and he wanted to find out, what did you do with my talents? What did you do with what I gave you? And it says, unto the first he called, he said, the one that he gave five, he says, uh, what you got for me? He says, you gave me five talents, master. And lo and behold, I have five besides those. So I give you ten. And so the master said unto him, he says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, but now I make you ruler over much. I hope you all are hearing what I'm saying to you. Then he said to the second servant, what do you have for me? He says, Master, you gave me two. And now I have four. And he said unto him, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. And now I'll make you ruler over much. Then he got to the one that had the one talent. He says, what do you have for me? First of all, he came up with an excuse. Well, see, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to church today because I had to do this and I had to do that. And I couldn't dedicate my life to you because I had to do this and I had to do that. So the master's sitting there waiting, waiting for his answer. I'm, Tell me what you got for me. You know, pass all that stuff. He says, I know that you are hard and you don't like to lose money. 
So what I did was, I did the safe thing. I went and took a shovel and I dug down in the earth. And I kept what you gave to me. And so here it is. I give it back to you. So that journey that God gave us, what are we going to do with it? We're going to do anything with the journey. You all are so very talented. Every last one of you. And can be used in the service of God. And beloved, believe me, I'm getting ready to stop. <coughs> believe me, it's coming up again. You hear me, right? And he's not looking for what he gave you. He's looking for more. Is that all right? Thank you.